time. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Good evening, Khuyanand, Mulwani, and a hearty welcome to the Shahida Kali show. I'm so excited because I have the great girls in the studio tonight. I'm speaking with Christina Miller, who is the founder of the organization called Great Girls. Then I'm also speaking with Michaela Skoltz, who is one of the first graduates, and Rizan van Khran, as well being one of the first graduates of the organization Great Girls. Good evening. Assalamu alaikum. Welcome to the program. Thank you, Shahida. So excited to have the three of you here in the studio, really. And, and it, feels to, it feels to me like we're four great girls. Let's stick on. So, Christina, tell me and tell our listeners who are great girls and what's it all about? Well, Shahida, Great Girls is an NGO that was started in Cape Town um, about just over a year ago. And it's a collection of girls, or should I say young women, who are very passionate about changing the face of, um, should I say, the workforce and, and the futures of women who are from very challenging circumstances and making their opportunities and their, their paths going forward much more clearer and, I hope, easier with some support. Okay, so where did this idea come from? You are the founder. Yeah, how do we understand that? So just over a year ago, I had I was moving house and I had some um, people coming to help me move my house. And there were some girls of a very similar age to me who were there to help, you know, sort of clean up and, and do the usual things that have to happen when you move house. And I was quite surprised because I started ch chatting to these girls and I asked them what they did. And, and I, I found out that they did nothing. And I, I said, well, what do you mean you do nothing? And they said, well, we got my trick and we finished school and there were no jobs and there was no opportunity and you know two years three years four years go by and you start losing hope and then mm -hmm. you get to a point where you just give up and I would think I was I was quite horrified by this I thought to myself well you know I've come from a situation where you were <laughs> it was almost like smacked into you daily how you need to get an education and you need to go to college and you need to do something with your life and, and get further with your life and I just couldn't believe that there was sort of people out there who weren't even aware of opportunities or what was going on and I got very upset about it and decided to, to do something. So I started you know networking, emailing people, making contacts, finding out what was available out there and it came it became very clear there was nothing out there. No no programs to help people identify opportunities, no programs to help people get jobs or you know job interviews or or anything really. And in a very short space of time what was going to be just a very small exercise in helping those girls that I had met became this massive NGO which is now just completely snowballed and it's yeah, I, I, we'll get to how many people were helping this year as compared to last year, but it's absolutely just completely blossomed into something completely different to what I originally envisioned. That is so wonderful. So, so taking this, um, you know, conversation to a very different place, when it has grown, and we will speak about the growth of the organization called um, Great Girls. What does it feel like in your heart to know that it's blossomed and grown as much? Um, I'll be honest, when I, when I get hold of people and I ask them if they're interested in getting involved or they're interested in helping us out, the overwhelming and resounding answer is always, yes, this is such a great idea. This is something that is so needed. Can't you come and roll it out in our area? Can't you come and help us? Don't you want to spread it to boys as well? And it just seems that we've kind of hit the nail on the head with a real problem and a real solution, or at least an attempt at a real solution, because we're still learning and we're still growing and we're still trying to find the best way to help people. But I think for us, 
the the big affirmation is that everybody thinks we're doing a great thing and that's, so the support is there and that's wonderful and of course we're going to give Michaela and Rizan the opportunity to speak about how it's impacted on their lives so that you know here we're talking about two ladies who have experienced it walked the road with you and is able to look back and say wow this is how it's impacted on on my life but just a question because you mentioned oh my goodness why not boys why not boys <laughs> well I think with the, the way that the so I'm just going to throw some stats at you which kind sure, of illustrates my sure. point just to make it kind of as black and white as I can right the current youth unemployment rate in South Africa so that's people between 18 and 35 is 37 percent the current female youth unemployment rate is 56.7 percent then add on to that that most single parent households in South Africa are women-led and you're looking at a problem that is only going to get worse every generation that gets into that situation. Yes. You're not creating any positive, a positive outlook for any person who's leaving school and not getting a job who is then also expected to bring up children on their own. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, if you're not empowering women, you're not empowering your society and you're not empowering any, any other person in the wider community. Well, I think the first step would be as you are in empowering women, you're empowering the family in which they live, in which they find themselves and the context mm. in which they live. I mean, the neighborhood and one can just go on and on. I, I just see these empowered ladies um, empowering a road in which they live. But let's just get back to and I'm Really, when I look at the time, I'm always horrified to think <laughs> I have so many questions to ask. How does it work? How does Great Girls work? So we start at this sort of time of the year and we start getting schools on board and obviously fundraising and getting hold of people who want to support our organization going into the year. We then start getting application forms from the potential participants from about April, May. We do our final selections for the program by the end of June and all the girls get their welcome packs and information packs by the middle of June, July. Mm -hmm. And then the actual course starts in every third term. Uh, we do it in the third term because it seems to be the least... Um, the one that le clashes the least with the school calendar. It's a little bit difficult for matrix who are writing mocks, but the grade 11s um, seem to handle it quite well. And we run it every second Saturday f between July and September for the entire third term. And we take the girls through full day Saturday learning classes and workshops. And what we do is we start early in the morning and late in the afternoon. And they learn absolutely everything from how to put together a really good CV with a cover letter, where to look for jobs, where the opportunities, where to hit home, how to work on your strengths. We have people who come in and, and practice and practically teach them how to ace a job interview, what pro professional communication looks like, how to answer a telephone, how to present yourself professionally. Every girl leaves the program with an interview outfit so that she can go into her first interview or bursary interview looking and feeling fantastic. They get a makeup kit and a glamour box so that wow. they know how to do them, how, how to do their makeup and their hair and um, properly and professionally. We take them through etiquette and, and general you know, business practice and what how to present yourself and speak in group settings as well as individual settings they have a very fun and I'm sure the girls will agree with me here a public speaking experience so they have to get up and speak about yep. their challenges yes um, and also we just we really put them through their paces in terms of, of challenging them in every single way to get them out of their comfort zones and start making them think about the future and what is really possible not what they think is possible breaking mm -hmm. assumptions yeah that I think is fantastic because what we have picked up you know with our conversations with people you know in the different communities it's how young people can look at um, an achievement but not include themselves at all as 
you know, having the possibility to be there, to be a part of it. Mm. It's like, you know, oh, that can happen, but it doesn't, it, it cannot happen with me. I think it's stunning that you're breaking those types of stereotyping. And then we, um, after that, we go on for two years and the girls get mentored by um, a one-on-one mentor. We call them pod moms and they, their progress gets tracked in any way that we can assist um, the girls. We offer that assistance and there's an ongoing relationship. So we don't just teach them for two months and then dump them back in the real world. Right. There's an ongoing tracking and monitoring, almost like a hand-holding. Mm-hmm. Anything I think we as young women would have really appreciated from other women. Yes, I think it's great, you know, to, and, and often one looks back and thinks, oh my word, if only I had that type of mentor um, who was in my life. We have to take commercial news when we come back and before we chat with the other two ladies, I'd like to just ask the question in terms of who are the mentors and also, you know, some of the, the uh, people who are contributing because one you know if that is part of the interview that you want to encourage other professionals or people who are able who hold particular skills that they can impart um, with to these young people so stay with us don't go away live from Cape Town this is the voice of the Cape 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 we back with our program. I'm Shahida Kali and I'm speaking with Christina Miller who is the founder of the NGO called Great Girls. I will also be speaking in a moment to Michaela Skoltz and Rizan van Gran who are of these great girls who have been mentored and doing stunning things in their lives which is so great. But let's just get back to speaking with Christina. Christina, these mentors that you say hold the hand um, of these young ladies for a period of two years so you need commitment you need people who are really serious about mentoring others um, and being passionate about it who are they 
Well, you know, Shahida, the thing is, a lot of NGOs that we work with or that we speak to, they say, you know, what is any of your NGOs' biggest problem? It's cash and it's volunteers. Volunteers, yeah. Great Girls has never really battled with either. Our volunteers are amazing people. Our whole team started off with a volunteer group in the beginning. And, and I must say this because this is one of the things I, I, I hope that everybody gets from this interview. Not one of our interview, uh, one, not one of our speakers or lecturers or volunteers or mentors, not one person gets paid or reimbursed for any time or any of the efforts that they do. Every single amount of work and energy that goes into this project is completely out of everyone's heart and from their from their passion for change. So just to say that I have volunteers who've been with me from the beginning, and I've got a whole bunch of new volunteers this year. We've got ten pod moms this year, and last year we only had five. Just to show you the the growth mm-hmm. and. Every single one of them gives her their free time so willingly and so passionately and loves the bonds that they build with the girls. So where do they come from? We ask. We put out advertisements. We, we go on, on social media. I do radio interviews. And we ask for volunteers. And people rock up. They rock up with their time. They rock up with their passion. And they rock up in their own space and time every Saturday for those three months. And wow. that is a lot, of, a lot to ask from somebody. Yes. We're asking for two-year commitments at least. Yeah. I mean, and the pod moms who, who worked last year and who are again working this year, we're, we're looking at three-year commitments now. Mm-hmm. It's an, a never-ending process. You're always yes. adding to the workload. So for yeah. us, I must say, I actually have to commend my team. They are amazing. They, they just never fail to amaze me and to rock up and do whatever needs to be done for great girls. And what I think is so stunning is the fact that let's say I'm a mentor, I start with one girl, after three years I'd have another girl or young lady and at the end of the day I almost have my group of young girls whom I have mentored. And I and you know we don't actually have time to to really speak about the different things I'd like to, because I'd like for you to actually chat with me and bring mentors along, you know. But but just because what does this do to the mentor? What does it do to their growth, you know, and how it encourages them to change their lives around? Mm. It's like, oh, my word, you know, this is just um, it's, it's like it, it has a domino effect and well, it just affects, affects so many people around it. Well, one of our pod moms, uh, Razan's pod mom, actually, Nandi, um, she's one of our trustees as well on the board. She's been with us from the beginning. She said something when we had our, our launch meeting this year for our new pod moms, all the new ones who have no idea what they're getting themselves into. She said she went into Great Girls thinking she was going to change someone else's life. And her life got changed and she was the one who learned and she was the one who got exposed to things she had never thought she would be exposed to. And just to clear up one thing, pod moms don't just mentor one girl, they mentor four or five. So there's a, a group her pod mom okay and we try and keep it small like that so that there yes. is still quality one-on-one time but right. the pod moms who are going into 2015 are going to have eight girls on their on their calendars so okay. it's a lot of time and it's a yeah. lot of effort and it's yeah. a lot of, of your own free time you're sacrificing and again amazing contributions and amazing volunteers you know if i'm thinking of the good feeling moments that it give then i'd say those pod moms they, it's highly unlikely they'll ever have depression because they'll just have these good feelings about what they're doing that you know that which you see in your life is kind of like oh my word you know can i give rather than focus on those little issues that i can just work around so it's stunning i i would like to ask you um what what is your criteria because you mentioned grade 11 
we now know grade 12 and and then we know that we have a university student here in our studio as well Michaela she's a first year student so so who does it include so our application process is open to grade 11 and 12 girls from any high school in Lavender Hill in 2014 we only worked with Sibelius High and we had one or two applicants from outside of Sibelius but that was on a, a voluntary application basis they apply um, by contacting us or going through their school and it's a formal application process where you actually have to motivate to get onto the program because it costs the girls nothing and it costs their parents nothing to be on the program we need you to be there from the beginning to the end and see it right. through and there needs to be dedication and needs to be drive mm. so the only thing we ask is that there's commitment and how do you test for that but you have to see the person's motivation so we ask for a quite a lengthy motivation to be written and we kind of look into that person's approach and, the, and their mentality um, and this year we are able to expand our program from last year so last year we had 30 girls start the program and this year we're looking at having 45 girls start wow. the program so we're really amazingly able to you know expand we're expanding by 50 percent which is one of our goals we set ourselves and we've achieved that well we will achieve that so it is a stringent application process but again we want to make sure we're getting the right people who want to change yeah. the path and want to be given the opportunity right. it's not for somebody who thinks oh ugh, i'll give this a chance or yes. i'll give it a try and of course you know i'm sure one of your of of the ways in which you're looking is that these are young people people who are going to make a change in the lives of others so it has to be people with a certain sense of integrity yeah well our project is full circle so the point yeah. is that in 10 years time when Michaela is rocking her own restaurant in Joburg somewhere mm -hmm. she flies down <laughs> right. and comes and mentors a girl or speaks to our girls and explains yes. how great girls was that pivotal moment where actually there's more to life than you know doing nothing and not trying harder Absolutely. I'd like to be a part of that interview when Michaela visits <laughs> Cape Town. Just another quick question because I'd like to chat with the two of them still. Um, hasn't the thought, you know, been by someone else who might have said well can I do something for boys and work alongside you? Well Shehda it's funny you say that because this year it's been quite interesting people have contacted us with that sort of idea yeah. um, not just for girls but in other areas yes. and what's quite yes. interesting is our program is completely franchisable if I can call it yes. that so it's it's the structure is set up the, the way that it works the learning materials all in place all it would need to be is for that person to have the will and the want mm -hmm. and the ability to find volunteers and, and take it to their own area I hoped to do that, but at the moment we're still trying to, you know, get as far as we can into that Lavender Hill area, Stenberg area, retreat, etc. And I'd like to see that we take on 50, 100 girls in the, in the years to come in that specific area, because I yes. think the need is there. Mm. But the, the dream, the long-term dream was always to have a great girls in every neighborhood, in yeah. every city in South Africa. Right, yeah. And, and really, I'm hoping and, and we pray that you achieve that because what a stunning way to change um, South Africa on grassroots level. Exactly. You what, can't, you can't yeah. make change higher up and it's frustrating. So where do you do it? Where you can. You, uh, absolutely. And you do it, you know, with your, for example, if you're looking at girls, you're looking at mothers, you're looking at, you know, nurturing that which is in the cradle, as we said. So, so and, and thank you so much for that discussion. We'll come back to you, Christina, in which I'd like to chat with you in terms of volunteers, in terms 
of um, contributors, in terms of mentors and what you'd like to put out there um, in the program and even with your funding. So so who's going to speak with me? Shall I speak with Michaela or Rizan? Shall I speak with Michaela? They're <laughs> <laughs> pointing and at I, each other. <laughs> oh, my word. Okay. So I'm going to have to make the decision. Let's, let's speak with Michaela. Michaela, you're <laughs> going to be in Johannesburg. You're going to run that restaurant. So I'm getting a thought that is probably one of your dreams. Let's just say you you are a first year um, and perhaps just to um, come come back to for you to tell me when you started with grade girls in which grade you were and where you at and, and you know then I'll ask you more about the process and so on but perhaps to just give me the information about you know when you started etc. Um, when I started at grade girls I was in matric my final year of school it was hectic and when my LO teacher came to me and she was like, you know what, this is a great opportunity for you. You very, you look like you need this motivation in your life just to push you that f- like that far. And I was like, yeah, I'll go for it. I'll take an application form and I'll like apply. And when she told me, you know, you were actually accepted and whatever, and I was so excited. I didn't know what to expect. She wouldn't tell me anything because Chris made her swear not to tell us what was going to happen. <laughs> all right. It was a bummer though, but then we got all the surprises and it was amazing. Because the first day when we walked in there, I didn't know what to expect. I was nervous. Uh-huh. It was, but when I left there, I was like, oh my word. What a mind-blowing experience. And it was the first day only. Okay. And you thought, did you think at the time, what an opportunity? Yes, I was actually glad that I actually grabbed hold onto this opportunity. That's and wonderful. It's just amazing. That's absolutely wonderful. And we'll speak more about that. Well, I'd like to speak, for example, I'm holding the question of, tell us about those the surprises that you got <laughs> and so on. But let me first speak with Rizan. Rizan, you started with grade girls from which grade? Um, I was in grade 11 and um, I was also approached by Mrs. Peters, our other teacher. And um, basically what I thought at the beginning, it was just maybe someone that's going to help us. But... When we actually came there, it was something that we both, well, everybody there was like taken away. We weren't even in that field that we thought we were in Lavendale anymore. We were very like focused on what we were given and very appreciative of what we were thrown at. So, yeah. yeah. That's it's wonderful and one can actually feel in this moment as you're describing that moment how overwhelming it must have felt in I and I, I get that. I get that. Rizan is showing us tears, tears yeah. And I know I get that that it would have been so overwhelming because when one comes you know, from a background where there are many difficulties, mm-hmm. one almost starts excluding oneself from having these wonderful surprises. So I hold your heart, Rizan. And I bet Michaela felt exactly <laughs> the same. Michaela, how did it feel when you had those surprises? And tell us, you know, about some of them. It was your, I don't know how to explain this, <laughs> the glamour boxes. When oh, Chris told the girl, us about I would have loved that. I was, I was like, okay, so what do you expect? What do we get in the glamour box? And right. Sam was like, you'll be blown away. Just yeah. just wait. We'll show yeah. you. Yeah. And then we got back at um, Dead Girls the Saturday. Everyone was hyped up. So, guys, we're getting our hoodies. And it looks amazing. And right. I was like, yes, I don't know what to expect or what's right. going to be in the glamour box. When we opened it, yes. everyone's jaws dropped. It was amazing. 
tears came rushing down my face. Right. And yeah. I couldn't believe it. And I was like, okay, so I'm not going to get this for free anywhere else. Yeah. I've got to appreciate this. Right. And I did because it was amazing. So, so so already what you're speaking about, Michele, this is so it gets me so excited. Um, you immediately see in that first instance of receiving a gift of that nature, how a sense of appreciation grows even more. A moment of growth, isn't it? Yes. Did it feel like that? It felt like that. It's your the feeling is <laughs> unexplainable. It's right. I c- I can just imagine. Did it feel for you, Rizan, like uh, perhaps to to ask you, what did it feel like <laughs> when you opened your box? When I opened my box, it was like, is this really for me? Is this like a prank or something? And then our, all of our names were like printed on the box, and I was like, this can't be. It's like Christmas all over again. Oh my god! And it was yeah. like very nice because. Um, None of us really get the opportunity to really get things like that, and some people actually struggle to get things I'm on sure. a daily basis like that. So it was something very really nice to see. So I'm sure. Did it also, you know, gave a sense of commitment in yourself? Yes, because like the effort that I saw that they actually put into everything, right. it was like I have to get through this, and not only for this time, but yeah. like for the rest of my life so they can actually see that what they're giving us is something that we will take on forever in our lives okay and i and i hear and i i really just get the sense deep deep sense of appreciation from both of you but you know Shahida, i'm sorry to interrupt you uh, yeah it, it works both ways yeah and so, i was going to ask so that, that was going to be my question yeah so yeah. i mean razan says it perfectly that yeah. you almost have that that pair of eyes always watching you and, and wanting to see where you're going so not just for yourself but for other people who invested in you there's that 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 want to succeed or, and even that expectation but it's the same for us i mean yeah getting and, up and at so, six so, the qu- so i just want to ask this yeah. particular question you're standing there they're opening their boxes and you're seeing the the responses you're seeing the feelings i mean we see it now two years later what did that moment feel like for you for me that moment was just a cherry on the top. The actual cake was made from my other experience, if I can share that. Mm-hmm. I'll never forget, and the girls will laugh at this, the very first day we asked everyone to stand up and introduce themselves. Mm-hmm. And I had this collection of girls who were wearing big baggy clothes, who had their eyes turned down, who were mumbling into their mouths, right. didn't really want to introduce themselves. Yes. And they all kind of ended up repeating the same thing after a while. And I thought, yeah. oh, yeah. no. Yeah. The, oh, no. <laughs> what have I done? These girls can't even stand up and speak. Right. And the last day, so now they've gone through their public speaking they've gone through the workplace etiquette they're in their interview outfits they've done their mock interviews they are they are looking amazing and speaking and and some of them wearing heels i couldn't even imagine to walk in (laughs) and on the last day without even being asked so there was no expectation they each individually got up one by one and expressed in front of us and their parents and a film crew Mm -hmm. what great girls had meant to them without being prompted and spoke so eloquently and looked so beautiful and I just I, I hadn't cried the whole time and they all laughed <laughs> at me I hadn't cried at all and that yeah. day I absolutely bawled my eyes out to see the transformation right. from day one yeah. to the last day of yeah. what these girls could c- become given yes. an opportunity yeah. was absolutely amazing yeah I and I think and on that I just want to commend you for you know initiating this organization because it is through the opportunity and you know I I would I would see it from from the point of view of um, the absolute blessing that you have that God had put in you the idea that you could actually do this you know and and change the world you're changing the world and and we must never underestimate the impact even if there were only these two girls even if it was only them 
you have changed the world and 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 that is just it's deeply deeply appreciated um from us as a community i mean and, and really we need to say thank you so much thank you really <laughs> so on that note we need to take commercial news when we come back we'll talk war with the great girls stay with us <laughs> The Voice of the Cape, 91.3 FM, presents the Golden Hour Luncheon on Saturday, the 11th of April, 2015, at the Darul Islam Hall in Greenhaven. Come and enjoy good food, fabulous entertainment, and great company with your favorite radio station, The Voice of the Cape, 91.3 FM Stereo. Book your tickets for only 170 rands per person at the Voice of the Cape office on 021 Double four two three five double O or Taz Boutique Gatesville on O two one six double three one three six seven. The Voice of the Cape ninety one point three FM Stereo, a true leader in community radio broadcasting. My radio station, your radio station, our radio station. Seven seasons, 114 different countries, and over 5,000 live interviews. That's a Voice of the Cape Drive Time, your afternoon actuality show. Drive time. Going places, getting there. Live from Cape Town, this is the Voice of the Cape. The Voice of the Cape. The Voice of the Cape. how that has been going so after matriculating um, I've been accepted at CPUT to study professional cookery Wow congratulations thank you it's very difficult but with Chris backing me up and supporting me <laughs> right. and pushing me to continue it's amazing the most challenging for me is like the different work environment it's very different from school there's no teacher standing there telling you you got to do this you have to do this and it has to be on time if your assignments are late they're gonna leave you mm-hmm. it, it's because you're there for a, a reason and a purpose so if you're not gonna commit to that it's like so then i think many a times like I committed to great goals, so why am I not committing to university? Mm-hmm. This is what I want to do. So then I just push myself harder because I have Chris always <laughs> reprimanding me. That's <laughs> fine. Yeah. And, but it's just her trying to be there for me because, I mean, without her and my family and the rest of the great girls group i don't think i would have gotten this far that is absolutely wonderful and i want to know and and you're already speaking about wow if i could have done it with great girls i can do it now so what part of of you know the 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 period and all of the work that you had gone through you know in great girls and how i wish we had more time that we can speak with them much more in depth there maybe we should just do a follow-up program um what of that would you connect to when you are having a difficulty oh, i've got an assignment to to do for tomorrow in a day's time 
What would you think of at the time of grade girls that would help you do it now? To me, it's just like we've learned how to plan. So then I would just think to myself, okay, Cindy, my pod mom or Chris would be so disappointed in me. Why didn't I plan ahead? And I would just push through it and then make a date and then write it in my diary and say, okay, next assignment, I'm not doing this. Start planning now. Do your rough work, finish it. So because in grade girls, we were given homework. We were told do it on time typed out neatly give it in because I mean they're preparing us for the big world mm -hmm. and when I got at university they told us listen you guys you got your first assignment this is it and my one lecturer told us she gave us homework and she actually told us I do not want anything written it needs to be typed, typed. out and these learners that doesn't have any of these facilities they don't even have internet at home and I mean they make all of those things available on campus but yet you still get those that are so laxy-daisy and they take it as oh no I don't need to do it now I can do it tomorrow morning but then you find that the printers aren't working at campus so what you're gonna do next that is why I always think of what Chris taught me and the rest of the people at Great Girls they said always plan ahead always have a plan B and you'll always Succeed. And that's absolutely wonderful. I so much want to take some of the concepts that, that um, uh, Michaela has actually spoken about. But because of time constraints, I want to move to Rizan. Thank you for that, Michaela. Rizan, you're now in grade 12. Yeah. So just how's it going? Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> is it rough and tough? It's very much. It's the fact that the workload is a lot. So mm -hmm. basically what we... The workload from last year is like all cramped up in one term and mm -hmm. like it's a lot of things to think of at one time. Yeah. So basically, um, with great girls, the what I've taught was taught was that you should take it slowly and always remember that the the big picture at the end of the day because at the end of the day, you're not working only for that time, you're working for your future and not only that you can also encourage other people by you know doing your thing and so that's how i cope with it okay and and really i my goodness when you <laughs> listen to him and here's what i want to just say i listen to rizan i watch her and she's speaking about pace yourself you know planning the speaking and Big you picture. actually see you actually see how she's pacing herself in this interview you're doing so well <laughs> both of you because it's like you know one of the things that we will teach you you know with presentation as well is pace yourself use your voice calm yourself down because it sounds a lot better and i just see the two of them doing it and it's beautiful so they speak about it and they're actually demonstrating it here in the <laughs> studio but what i also wanted for you to because sometimes they don't young people might or all of us might not think of what they're really telling us you know when you're saying and the example that i can be for others you are speaking about the decision that you've made to be a role model to have others learn from you so you see how amazingly you would have grown your horizon about how you you speak and think of yourself and i mean you know planning was one of it the sense of integrity that i get from the the young ladies in terms of what they've received then made a decision to be people of integrity the consistency that Michaela had spoken about time management but also self-monitoring that they need to monitor themselves I thought a lovely thought was also I must not disappoint which which is 
such a wonderful characteristic. Mm. I must not disappoint. I must be a benefit to others. Mm. I mean, isn't that what, you know? You know, the great thing for us is, I mean, Rosanna and Michaela are lucky in that they've both got very supportive parent uh, parental systems in place but there are girls on the program who have yeah. nothing right. absolutely no support network I can imagine. and great girls becomes that sort of surrogate support yes. structure yeah. and and those people who are expecting you to yeah. to rock up and to do well and so yes. as much as Rosanne's saying you know they're people that you need to to rock up for and, and yeah. perform for we we, be, we provide that for everybody and and it's just an extra set of um, hands that hold your hand helping you through and it's an extra set of eyes making sure you're on the right path so definitely I think you know we provide that for them and I'm glad that they're saying these things because it's <laughs> yeah. what we wanted them to feel so yeah and it's really I mean this interview would mean I would imagine if I was sitting in your seat now you'd probably think about all of these concepts and, and aspects of, of self-development that they spoke about and probably think wow but that was exactly what I uh, um, set out to achieve and you're hearing it and, and we said earlier unprompted here they are I, but I loved I just loved the way they paced themselves <laughs> <laughs> that was stunning because we help we try to help others and we try to teach them when we're doing radio presentations or television presentations and that would be you know pace yourself think about what you're saying and they do you're doing brilliantly young <laughs> ladies so I want to go to and I think it's just about time for us to take commercial news and after that I'd like for us to speak about what is it that great girls would want to benefit from this discussion and what it is that you'd like to put out there so stay with us live from Cape Town this is the voice of the Cape the voice of the Cape the voice of the Cape the voice of the Welcome back. I'm speaking with Christina Miller, who is the founder of the NGO Great Girls, also Michaela Skoltz and Rizan van Gran, both graduates of the first graduates of this program. So you just said in the break, the fear of being ordinary and not making a change to change the world. It almost makes me well it's not almost it makes me think of a great person like you know called gandhi who said be the change you wish to see in the world and and is that would that be what would have contributed well someone said to me you know what is your what is your dream that inspires you to to do these things yeah. and I, I thought for a long time and i thought to myself there isn't a dream there isn't an inspiration there's the absolute fear terror in not having done anything good in this world and dying and being completely ordinary and not having made anything better yeah. And I think that is the biggest motivator for me. And I know you shouldn't use fear as a motivator, but I think this kind of fear is a good kind of fear Absolutely. to make the world a better place. Absolutely. Um, oh my goodness, you know, and again, I keep on repeating myself to say, 
we need to speak a little <laughs> bit more. We have too little time. I'd like for us to focus on um, great girls now in terms of, you know, your what are your needs that great girls would hold in terms of possible um, mentors or funding or, uh, you know, whatever that would be. Yeah. yeah. So we are busy um, finalizing the recruitment process for pod moms this year. Um, as I said, we do have 10. Um, and obviously anyone who wants to be a pod mom does need to submit a CV and they need to meet the group and see if there's a rapport and obviously understand the, the immense workload that comes with it. Our team members are full. Those are just volunteers on the day. They're not necessarily pod moms. So in terms of our team complement, we're pretty sorted. If people are interested in being pod moms, they're welcome to get hold of us. Um, obviously, NGOs always need funds, so we're, we're happy to, to accept funds. But what something is different, well, the thing that's different about Great Girls is that we're not necessarily cash dependent. We're quite happy to accept um, consumable donations, so teas, coffee, sugars, biscuits, snacks, picnic goodies. You know, we, we're not um, necessarily in, in need of cash as you know, per se, the biggest cost of, of our program is feeding the girls mm -hmm. because teenage girls can really eat. Um, so so <laughs> definitely catering is one of our biggest challenges. Yeah. Um, and then going forward, definitely spreading the word. Um, we are very, very blessed this year in terms of funds and volunteers to be able to spread the program. Our target was to try and double um, in the next two to three years, and we've already been able to increase by 50% on our intake. Um, and just get the word out there and get more people onto the program, more Pod moms equals more girls on the programs, um, which means we get to make a change in more people's lives. Mm -hmm. I think it's really, really wonderful. So how do we contact you? Well, we're on several platforms. We're on Facebook. So it's Facebook forward slash Great Girls Cape Town. And we're on Twitter, which is Great Girls CPT. And we have a website, which is www.greatgirls.co.za. And very nicely on our front page of our, of our website is our three-minute documentary that was made of last year's program that was sponsored by Film Africa and you can go and see the whole of Great Girls and what we're about in three minutes. Okay, and a contact number? They can call me, which is 083-6562-666. Okay, and that is to speak with Christina Miller. Now, just just a... Here's something that I'm passionate about, not that I do it myself. But I often, I've seen these films where people use dancing programs as well. Do you have someone who's teaching dancing? So we don't, <laughs> we don't teach dancing because I th yeah. think if you had to see me dance, you'd probably <laughs> roll on the floor laughing. But um, we do pair up with Girlology. I don't know if yes. you know what they're, what they're um, about. And they have a program called Inspired Stages. Mm -hmm. And they offer places on their program, their holiday dancing workshops for anyone who's interested. And we did have a girl last year who was interested to go and, and they teach choreography and dancing and all of that sort of wow. thing as well. So, yeah, because I, but that's just, you know, speaking about myself and, and knowing how even dance. And I think it's great for people to, who are listening at the moment to know that I, I would imagine that your take on it is whatever is going to help a young lady grow, that is good so even if it is dancing and even if it is being creative or they need to pair up with someone who paints or that type of that that it would all be great mm. as long as it affords them growth yes so i love growth through dance well, we did do a fashion yeah. show. That was right. as close to a dance as okay. we did. When the girls got their interview outfits, we got them to all do a little mini fashion show. And, they and, I, and I wanted to ask you about the outfits. You know, would you be interested for if people were, you know, 
are able to actually come out and say, okay, I can sponsor two or three or four or ten outfits. Well, that would be fantastic if that could happen. Uh, last year we partnered with Shik Mamas, who mm-hmm. are also another charity who fundraise for uh, pre-primary and primary school education. Mm-hmm. And what they do is they sell good quality um, sort of haute couture outfits um, for for fundraising, and so we got we did we did a joint drive for very good quality interview or work attire um, to be donated, and we were inundated with outfits, and so the, the surplus went to Chic Mamas to fundraise. But every single girl walked away with an absolutely immaculate, personally styled outfit by Rafi wow. Roberts from Chic Mamas. Wow, that's absolutely stunning, and it's that type of commitment. Yeah, we we have a little flea fly in the studio, you know. If, I always say, goodness, you know, we should be on television, we should be <laughs> on radio, because then people would, would be seeing what we're having to deal with. And, and here, as we chat, I, I would say, oh, we're having a cup of tea and we're having cake and so on. Sometimes there isn't even There's a no cup tea of tea. There's no tea and cake here now. <laughs> 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 oh, oh, yeah. But, but I was just going, you know, it, it reminded me of a time I was working at Alexandra Hospital and we had the yearly uh, function, the party, and then it's wonderful they have residents who live there forever um, and for them to have outfits to dress up and I went on the air and I asked for old for bridesmaid dresses and so on we had a wonderful party because you know the community came out with all the you know these are dresses who will that will hang in the and the closet and it you know often isn't used again and it was absolutely wonderful you so just you know just to add to that yes. i think i was asked once you know how did you get it to all work you know how did you get everyone to help you yeah i said just ask just South Africans ask. are really averse to asking for help we're all self-sufficient and we can do it ourselves and yeah. we can conquer the world and then we all battle on our own trying to reinvent the wheel. Yeah. If you just ask for help and you just ask, people are more than willing to help you and more than willing to, right. to, to give and to rock up. Right. That is so true. I've experienced that myself. Well, I'm going to be reiterating your number and your contact details after the 10 o'clock news again. For now, I really, because we have two minutes, I think we have one minute left over in the program. I firstly want to say to the young ladies, Mikhail and Rizan, all the best, all the best. I'm so excited. I think it's wonderful that you are great girls and great girls do great things. And and really, Christina, I think your project, your NGO, it's, it's great. The fact that you are changing the world is something to be commended and really be praised and appreciated. Thank you. So thank you so, so much. And thank you for coming in. And I'm going to speak with my producer so that we can perhaps have another um, discussion where we where perhaps you could invite two of your pod moms or mentors to come in. That would be so exciting. <laughs> so thank you so much and everything of the best and good evening. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So that concludes our program. We're now going to go into the news at 10. After that, we'll have the VOC SOS helpline with Shahida Kali. Stay with us.